the dangerous freedom of a peaceful slavery. We are the orphans of the American dream. Welcome to episode 69 of the Orphans of the American Dream podcast. I am your tank top wearing, beard swinging, beer swilling, Sasquatch, sitting here always with the comrade and the J-Bone. Hello. Yeah. We're back once again for another week of government horse cockery and such. You ready for some Comrades Corner Orphans? Oh, am I ever. Oh, mother brother. Hmm. Welcome to another Comrades Corner. Today we discuss a side of humanity that doesn't understand rational thought. Better yet, they just see everything from victim-colored glasses. This makes them blind to completely normal things and allows them to focus on the ridiculous deductions outside logical thought. Starting off, we have a racist dog. Okay, this is definitely a thing. But the dogs aren't racist. What's happening here is they're not exposed to black people. Hence, when they see one, like, what is that? And they freak out. They have the minds of two-year-olds. They literally don't have the mental capacity to be racist. But unknown things can trigger their defenses. I have a dog that hates keys on a keychain. Why? Because I leave my keys in my vehicle and I couldn't tell you where the keys to my house are. She's never been around them. And they make a distinct noise. And she freaks out when she hears them clinging around. I know this now and I tell people. I've had friends who've had dogs that hated sunglasses. Hated hats. Hell, I had a buddy whose dog hated fat people. By far my favorite experience, by the way. So to the lady who was told, Hey, the dog doesn't like black people. Shut your cock holster before you start flapping the racist cards. Because that's not what this is. It can't even be that. They warned you, the dog doesn't like a thing about you. It doesn't mean the dog is racist. You simple-minded, irrational, stupid woman. Anyway, I'm done giving you the, the attention you don't deserve. Next up, we have an eyewitness, the Portland police, and a black man who is most definitely the victim, so they say. The Portland police, for a first time, arrested a man in connection with a string of bank heists, a black man. Then, the police talked to a witness. And the witness told the police that this man didn't have any tattoos. The problem is that the suspect has his entire face covered in tattoos, so the police decided to digitally remove all of his tattoos and present a lineup of photos, including the altered one of the suspect. Is this wrong? Was the Portland Police Department showing their true white supremacist colors? No. For those that don't know, there's now makeup that can cover up your tattoos. It's not new. It's kind of fascinating how good it is. So... Is it out of the realm of possibility 
that someone who has a face covered in tattoos would cover them up before running four major bank heists? I mean, the guy made it out of all the banks. He obviously is an idiot. This seems smart to me, and I commend the Portland police for their diligence in thinking of this possibility. But the simpletons of Portland are less than impressed. And of course, the race victim road began again. They're too brainwashed and stupid to realize that not everything is about skin color. Actually, they'd say 90% of things aren't about skin color, but keep living in your delusion. And that's Comrade's Corner. Note to self, do not mess with my keys around Piper. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you never do, so never been a problem. <clears throat> well, if I, I just won't, I'll keep that in mind, though. Yeah, just don't say my dog's name on air, like, she likes her privacy. Okay, whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that's just the dumbest thing. It was a, I didn't go into detail about the story, because it wasn't really necessary to, but... It was about a pastor who was looking for a new cleaning woman. And this uh, black lady applied and looked like she was going to get the job. And they were showing her around where everything is. And then they came to where the dog is. And they're like, just don't don't worry about that room. The dog's in there. He doesn't like black people. Oh, my goodness. Racist up and down, left and right. And <clears throat> it got so far that the diocese of the area... Is that how you say it? Yeah, probably. Um, I'm not a petter ass. Can't yeah, I don't know. know. But the the diocese of the area uh, did like an internal investigation <laughs> and came back and was just like, "This is ridiculous." Certainly. But yeah. The, apparently, the court wouldn't even take it. They were just like, "No." Goodness. But yeah, racist so. dog. I don't know. I mean, yeah, what you said's pl- completely plausible. <clears throat> Maybe I mean the dog has a sense about things too. I mean, dogs are a pretty good judge of character. Mm-hmm. Not right. gonna lie. Well, I don't think it's that because there is a lot. Like I've I've known a lot of dogs that don't like black people, and it's 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 never because like my my buddy Cooper when I was in the army. He never wanted to go over to my buddy's Blaine's house because he had two huge German shepherds, and they would always like try to attack him because mm. Cooper was black. And after about six months of him like coming over and playing beer pong with us in the garage and just hanging out and doing our thing, you know, the dogs got used to it, and then they didn't have a problem with him anymore. Mm. And it was just like honestly, like they just never were exposed to black people, like. It's just what it is. Like it's like in this area. It's like not a lot around. My dog. Neither one of my dogs have ever seen a black person. It's gotta be weird for him too, because dogs yeah. are colorblind. Yeah. So it's just like a, a crazy darker shade of gray. Yeah. And yeah, it's gotta be confusing when you know the mind of a two year old. Mm-hmm. They've never seen this thing, and all of a sudden it pops up. But, yeah. Yeah, that's nuts. You want some more nutty? I want all the nutty. It's time for your weekly Sasquatch update on the 2020 campaign trail. I can't wait. 
I don't write it as eloquently as you, but whatever. All right, we're going to start off with Pocahontas says she's sorry again. In an attempt to woo Native American voters in Iowa Monday, Democratic presidential candidate Elizabeth Warren offered a public apology to Native Americans over her past claim to tribal heritage. (laughs) Directly tackling an area that's proved to be a big political liability. She said, like anyone who has been honest with themselves, I know I have made mistakes. The Massachusetts senator said at a forum on Native American issues in this pivotal early voting state, which was in Iowa. I'm sorry for the harm I have caused. Monday's remarks were an effort to move past the fallout from her past claims of tribal ancestry, which culminated in a widely criticized release of a DNA analysis last year. You guys remember that? Mm-hmm. I do vividly. It's like <laughs> it's so good. It's, yeah. it's like it's like getting your cake and eating it too. Oh yeah. <laughs> this issue nearly derailed her campaign in the early days, as President Donald Trump began derisively referring to her as Pocahontas. Next up, Napoleon Dynamite doppelganger Beta O'Rourke describes Sunday the mass shooting in his hometown of El Paso as follows. I can't talk like him because he talks like a twat. It wasn't until that moment that I truly understood how critical this moment is and the real consequence and cost of Donald Trump, O'Rourke said on NBC's Meet the Press. He went on to say, There is a concerted, organized attack against immigrants, against people of color, against those who do not look like or pray like or love like the majority in this country. Yeah, I don't know about that. He also said, and in this moment, we will define us one way or another. And if we do not wake up to it, I am convinced that we will lose America, this country, in our sleep. And we cannot allow that to happen. He also went on and echoed the call by many Democrats to ban assault weapons, including the semi-automatic version of an AK-47 used in the El Paso shooting. O'Rourke called it, quote, a weapon of war that no American should own unless they are on a battlefield, engaged with the enemy. Mensa candidate Joe Biden continued his string of public gaffes while campaigning in Iowa Tuesday, inaccurately claiming that Robert F. Kennedy and Martin Luther King Jr. were assassinated in the 1970s. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. The former vice president, who has worried even his staunchest allies in recent weeks, often confusing times and places, made the slip-up during a campaign appearance in Urbandale, Iowa. Here's what he said. Just like in my generation, when I got out of school, when Bobby Kennedy and Dr. King had been assassinated in the 70s, the late 70s, I got engaged, Biden told the audience, before proceeding to ramble about the counterculture movement of the 1960s. (laughs) Both men, if you guys want some history here, were assassinated within mere months of each other in 1968, a turbulent year in American history. King was killed in April 1968, shortly before delivering a speech in support of striking sanitation workers in Memphis, Tennessee. Kennedy, on the other hand, was assassinated in June 1968, right after having won California's Democratic presidential primary. Is it? So it was 50 years last year for Dr. King's death? Not this year. Don't ask me to do math, but yeah. Yeah, okay. I thought it was 50 this year. I was wrong. Yeah, it's like 68. Yeah. Yeah. Just nuts. Man. Joe Joe Biden, man. Yeah, he can't stop. He's 
like old. He's in his late seventies, man. Yeah, that's normal for people his age. That's true. I don't know. I don't want to be an ageist, but maybe they ought to do the. You know, when Trump's done, if he gets his next term, maybe they should put an age limit on it. Oh, I don't think so, because the people that are in that age bracket, besides Trump, because he's like a phenomenon. He's a cyborg. Uh, Yeah, basically. But uh, besides him, or a lizard person. Whatever. Yeah, but either way. um, Everybody else, none of them are going to get it. Like, they don't, like, Biden doesn't have a chance. I don't. I mean, that's. I don't know, man. That's their most palatable candidate. I know. That's what I'm saying. He still is like. I don't know. I just don't see him. I feel bad. I mean, he needs to like take naps. Yeah. Which again is normal for what? Yeah. Seventy-seven. Yeah, I don't know how old he is. He's up there. He's over seventy-five. I know that. Yeah. I just think he's dumb. Yeah. Well, he is one (laughs) hundred. And he's always. why I, do you think I called him a Mensa candidate? Yeah, I, I get people like slip up and you know screw up. Trump does, you know, he slips up and blah blah blah. But dude, Biden's like on a daily basis almost. Yeah. Well, just, anytime he opens his mouth, this article that I, I I pulled this from, he had two brain surgeries for aneurysms in the eighties. So I mean, that's uh, even makes that's, this even more normal. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> it's sad. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't agree with Joe Biden on a lot. I think he's kind of an idiot, but he's still a human being. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think he should be able to, you know, retire and go do his thing. Yeah. Play golf. I think this will be his last shot. He's going to try yeah. this time, and then that'll be it. He'll, he'll probably retire after Ma- this. Maybe, maybe all of this happening, and we're, we're, hearing, we're hearing the gaffes and, and, the, and the crazy old socialist Bernie and whatever. Maybe it's time that we uh, had a discussion about term limits. Oh, they're doing it. There's getting a, rid of career politicians. There's a bill in the House uh, by Ted Cruz. That's the Senate. There's a bill in the Senate by Ted Cruz. There's <laughs> <laughs> a gaff. There's a gaff right there. Gosh, you're you're in your I'm early done. 30s, bro. I'm done. I'm going to retire. I'm Just dumb. I'm, I, don't, I don't have a chance at presidency now. <laughs> but no, like... Uh, they're, they've put a bill forward in the Senate, and it's got bipartisan bipartisan support. Boston, yeah, because I'm from Boston. Boston, Harvard <laughs> um, Yard. But you mentioned Beto's tweet, and I have to mention a more recent one because it's amazing. Oh, even more recent? This was this weekend. It might be more recent. I don't have a date stamp on it. Because Meet the Press is on Sunday. It was four hours ago when they okay. took the picture. Fair. When they took the picture, I don't know when I screenshot it. All right, all right. <laughs> Anyways, it's about guns. Insulin costs $450 a month. An AR-15 costs $395 for a lifetime. It shouldn't be more affordable to kill than to stay alive. Please read the comment. I will. Dog food costs $300 per six months. A stepladder costs 20 it shouldn't be more expensive to wash dick dill dick. <laughs> shouldn't be more expensive to wash dill pickles than to cross the street with a grandfather clock on your shoulders. I love every second of that mocking comment. There's it makes there is literally a, no sense. Yeah. There is a comment under that comment. Oh good lord. That says this is a message I can get behind. Oh yeah. Which I I totally agree. But yeah, so one It would have been even better if Vermin Supreme commented on that 
Why does a Vermin Supreme have a Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? That guy, I would I would be his top fan. I'm I'm making a Vermin Supreme Twitter account. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. I'd be his campaign manager. So those are the updates from the campaign trail, but we've got some news on the Trump end of it here too. Mm-hmm. Um, and not not so not so great of news. Um, finally, Facebook has banned a Trump campaign ad because the company claims the ad is assuming a viewer's gender identity. Oh my gosh! The ad in question said Trump quote needs to needs the support of strong women like you, but it was apparently pulled down by Facebook after an activist group complained it violated Facebook's terms of service by including, quote, direct or in- indirect assertions or implications about a person's gender identity. Um, Trump's ad is clearly prohibited, but Facebook allowed it to run until an inquiry by popular information, the group reported. We've notified the campaign that the ads violate policy. They can't continue to run unless fixed, a Facebook spos- spokesperson told popular information. Given how broadly this policy is written, it will prevent Trump's re-election campaign from targeting key voter segments on Facebook. The ad would have also presumably targeted women on Facebook who set their gender to female, and if that's the case, it's unclear how that ad could have violated the terms given Facebook's ability to only display ads to intended audiences. Hmm. So the the horse cockery and the... uh, Shit cannery. Effery... Is already starting. I mean, yeah. they're literally targeting women. It was just they had the picture of it up on the article. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Throw that into Google's. It admit. I mean, the what was? I don't know if that guy worked for Google, but they're having whistleblowers all the time come forward. I think Alex Jones had a whistleblower from Google on today. Yeah, they had <laughs> a, um, Project Veritas yeah. um, has an open position for whistleblowers to come forward. And apparently they did that deal with Google, which found out there was like, what, 4 to 16 million votes changed? Yeah. Something like that. There's and a movement inside Google of like patriot, taking it down. patriot conservatives. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not even patriot conservatives, just people are like, this is, this is wrong. This is wrong, yeah. Like you can be a, you can be a liberal yeah. and understand that censorship of any kind is wrong. But you're a liberal. You're not a leftist. Ex- well, exactly. That's what. Well, I'm yeah. just saying that's what is no, taking over things. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I think the liberals are pushing back because they're sick of getting the, the the shit into the stick. They look like fools, and they're sick of it because they're not. But that small sect on the outside is getting all the attention. <laughs> just like we're sick of hearing about the alt right Nazis, and mm-hmm. it's like that's not the right. That's this very small sect that no one yeah. cares about is is not that big a deal i think that the left the leftists that's a bigger sect of democrats than the the, the all right is of the right that. yeah yeah it a could little be. a little part of me and I, I'm, I'm okay i'm perfectly fine i'm happy that these people are stepping forward but a little part of me is kind of like gee crow tastes pretty bad doesn't it mm-hmm. yeah because exactly. you, your party's been supporting this for a long long time racist this racist that ra- identity politics well did you hear that the uh the the congressmen and congressmen on the left they're pulling away they're done with uh, uh, Medicare for all they need to because that mm-hmm. doesn't that does not go yeah over well Apparent- that's why Joe Biden is 
you know, the front runner. I mean, Elizabeth Warren is catching up in the polls, but I mean. Yeah, apparently there was a staffer who probably shouldn't have said this, <laughs> but he said that, uh, yeah, they know that it's unsustainable. And the problem is there's too many people, there's too many citizens that for some reason believe it is because we've told them it is. Yeah. And now the Democrats are losing votes because they're not doing it. I heard today that um, Harry Reid, you guys yeah. remember him? Yeah. He was saying, we this, this can't be our platform. We can't have open borders. We can't, yeah. we can't yep. have this Medicare for All. It's a disaster. I think he said that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about liberal, crazy Harry Reid. Like, these yeah, leftists yeah. are making the Obamas and the Harry Reeds and the Nancy Pelosi's seem like reasonable people, and yeah. they're not. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like uh, Harry Reid is an old guard Democrat, but corruption to its core. Yeah. Like, that's what he stood on. None of these new Democrats are are, are, are corrupt in the level that... No, not the Harry Reeds and the Obamas were. Harry Reid trying to sell chunks of Nevada yeah. to, to China. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but these new guys, they've had their gaffes where, you know, like like uh, AOC had her stuff with the finance campaign finance, which I am of the mind that that was an honest mistake because she is extremely passionate about fixing campaign finance and her ideas are actually really good on that one specific topic. Like what she wants to do is what I've been saying needed to be done. Like no more corporate lobbying, no more this, no more money in politics and just completely fixing it. And that's like what she wants to do. So I don't see her doing that on purpose. Well, it wasn't her. It was her 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 campaign manager. That's right. Chief of staff or whatever. The high up. Yeah. But you can yeah. hire bad people. Right. And so I'm I mean, that guy was doing some pretty shady shit. Yeah. So I'll give her that one. But, uh. And she's a dummy. And she's a dummy, yes. Like, she is literally a genius in that one specific aspect of government. Every other facet of it makes it not worth it to have her in there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but. So. I'll keep you updated every week on the 2020. Mm-hmm. You'll probably get a little bit better of a whatever. I, we're sans internet at the Sasquatch household right now. Yeah, it's, it's uh, Stone Age. It's weird. It's <laughs> odd. It's hard. That's all right. Um, getting an upgrade. I just had to cancel what I had to get the upgrade, and it just so happens I had to wait two weeks for it. So next week, we will have blazing fast internet here. Yeah. So I'll have the ability to actually write this out. What I did today was just bullet points. Found the stories, bullet pointed it. Yeah. Justin, mm-hmm. what's going on in the tech world other than the Facebook horse cockery? Well, that was pretty shitty of them, but I will say that social media kind of stepped up in the right direction here. Uh, Twitter uh, last or on Monday announced that it had suspended hundreds of accounts on its platform in connection with the protests rolling, uh, roiling in Hong Kong, citing a significant state-backed information operation sowing disinformation. In a blog post, the social network said 936 accounts linked to China were deliberately and specifically attempting to sow political discord in Hong Kong, 
including undermining the legitimacy and political positions of the protest movement on the ground. In a separate move, Facebook announced it had removed seven public pages, three groups, and five accounts that were behind coordinated inauthentic behavior as part of a small network that originated in China and focused on Hong Kong. Over 15,000 accounts allowed one or more of the banned pages, uh, followed one or more of the banned pages, while around 2,200 accounts joined at least one of the removed groups, Facebook stated. Um, uh, so basically, yeah, a lot of these were just spreading lies and everything else about these people who were just wanting freedom. Um, and they actually took care of it. Chinese propaganda. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I would call this a good thing. Like, who's to say that what we're not doing is spreading disinformation according to Twitter? I mean, we aren't, though. They already call everything we say is bullshit. They say what, you know... Oh, the gun facts the right use are all lies. It's like, hmm, no, they're from the FBI. But they still say that. I mean, I understand that this time they took down communism. Go, nice. That's very awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, this doesn't give a pass to them. But no, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like... Well, I'm not giving them a pass. It was just no, one of the good I things. I got to give credit where credit is due. No, that's fair. And I, I agree with that. I think these things should have been taken down because they are state-sponsored propaganda Mm -hmm. but at the same time it makes me nervous that this is just their step in the door to say now that we're getting rid of propaganda let's get rid of all this right-wing propaganda yeah i can see you going there Mm -hmm. but there's there's a lot of us out there no i know i'm just I, I, I really don't trust oh. social media when it comes to no. It's putting, the, it's, it's, it's the same anything. thing with me and guns and the left, mm-hmm. right? And politicians. No, no, I agree. I, I, I you, you just gave the exact argument I gave the other week about red flag laws. No, yeah, and, and you were right about that. That is getting the good thing. On that I'm is nervous. Trump is backing off of that. Yeah, so, yeah. I don't think he's gonna. Somebody like my my issue with him and guns is I just don't think he's as knowledgeable to understand. He's he's very naive with it because he's never had to deal with it. He's never had a gun. He's never had to worry about his gun rights being taken. He never thought about it. The good thing for us with that is that both of his sons are avid hunters, right? But and and that's what I'm. That's what it is. And people like Ted Nugent can get in his ear. Yeah, it's it's people like that who need to tell him, be like, hey, because. He sees red fl- red flag laws, and he's like, well, that sounds great. Why haven't we done that yet? In theory. Exactly. And then a Tej Nugent or one of his sons or somebody else in his circle comes up and goes, so this is why everybody's upset that you're okay with this. And he's like, oh, oh, yeah. I, yeah, no, that could be a thing. Yeah. And now he's backing off, which is good. Mm-hmm. Thank God for Ted Nugent. The NRA would no be kidding. a pile of shit. Without Ted Nugent, nah, I still kind of think the NRA. Yeah, but I'm just saying, <laughs> the, the NRA was awful before. Before, and yeah. Ted Nugent got they put him on the board and turned around. Yeah, I'm yes. not saying you shouldn't blindly just follow one thing. I mean, there are more than one gun organization out there. Gun Owners of America is a good one. 
the United States, the USCCA. The Illinois Kid. Gun Rights Association. Yeah. That's a very good one. Gun saves lives. That's in our local area here. Yeah. I, w- I would argue to say that, that Illinois Gun Rights is, uh, in Illinois does more battling gun legislation yeah, than no, the I NRA agree. does just on the simple fact of how much Chicago tries to throw at us well, yeah. all the well, time. I mean, we, we have a communist state on the northeast corner of our state. Mm-hmm. And like, like China and Taiwan, they think they own the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> not, not so much, brah. Well, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, no, I see where you're going there. But yeah, yeah, it's the same damn argument. Yeah, you give them, an, you give them a centimeter, they want an inch. They you give them an inch, they want a foot. You give them a foot, they want all the feet. I'll give them all the feet. And their ass. Damn right. So, Speaking of yeah. Hong Kong and their problem with Taiwan. So Taiwan. Uh, China likes to believe that they own Taiwan. They don't. Taiwan is its own country. But China likes to think that they are a territory of China. Like they do with much of the island countries around them. Um, And to start off what their problem is... Are we we talking Hong Kong or Taiwan? China. China. China thinks that Taiwan is owned by this is a little backstory before I get into it. It's owned by China. The reason where Hong Kong comes into this is that Taiwan recently sent out a message to all the protesters saying that when China invades, you will all be granted political asylum here, you know, stating humanitarian crises. So, China had a serious problem with that and they lashed out. And the spokesman for the Chinese cabinet of Taiwan affairs said the offer Taiwan has made would cover up the crimes of a small group of violent militants and encourage their audacity in harming Hong Kong and turn Taiwan into a haven for ducking the law. He said that he demanded that the Taiwan government cease undermining the rule of law in Hong Kong and cease interfering in its affairs and not condone criminals. Some more state-sponsored propaganda. Um, there was 1.2 million people in Hong Kong protesting last weekend. There was no riot police. There was minimal police presence. And the police presence that was there reported that it was 90% peaceful with a very small group of people um, using slingshots and throwing rocks at a government building. Not a people, at a government building. And that was it. <clears throat> so these are these violent militants they're talking about. So there were 1.2 million people protesting. Yeah. How many people are in Hong Kong? Lots. More, more than that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't no, know. I, don't know I literally don't know. I don't know either. Look, in a couple of weeks... I'll be halfway to 70. It's been a long time since I've studied geography. Yeah. <laughs> I would say it's pretty heavily populated. I couldn't even tell you how big it is. J-Bone. Look that crap up. Mm-hmm. So while you're doing that, there have been more than 700 
arrests during the protests due to violent clashes with police, or they have been marked that way at least. Um, the demonstration started in June. There are many more protests in the coming weeks with various rallies organized by accountants, transport workers, high school students, and relatives of police officers. That's a gambit. I mean, the family of police officers who can't organize a rally are organizing a rally. High school students are getting involved in this. Like, I just... There's... Somebody said something a while back, and it's so true. I, I might have said it last week, but it's just driving me nuts because I say, hear these stories about Hong Kong, and I'm like, there's things that this pops into my head all the time, and it's, be the Americans that Hong Kong thinks you are. And then it, like, gives me some chills because... It's sad that that's not what you see, you know, like, it's kind of morbid to think about, but post 9-11 is the America that I grew up in that was everything America, like, patriotic, it was, it was trust in your country, now a lot of that was propaganda, it was pushed that way, but it was the most proud I feel like the people of this country have ever felt of their country. Maybe, maybe, maybe not so much. Maybe, maybe World War Two is different. World War Two is definitely, definitely different. Definitely different. Um, um, no, you know, a lot of it was propaganda. We need to have the Patriot Act. We need this. We need right. that. But, but it's the American spirit. Yeah, th- yeah, that's what, and that's it, what it drew out of us. Exactly. Yeah, that's like that's a good way to say it. Um, and they have that right now. They have that American spirit in Hong Kong, and it's just sad to sit over here and watch them just be so proud and desire what we have so much that they're willing to die for it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, it's hard. I saw a tweet. I can't attribute it to who it wasn't anybody like newsworthy or whatever. Just somebody on Twitter. Mm hmm. And I'm all I'm against infringing upon people's rights, but man, a little part of me like, can we just trade everybody in Antifa for those people? <laughs> right, yeah. I'll take them. Yeah, and exactly. it's all just under seven point four million. Just so you know, that's a pretty good percentage of your population <laughs> that's showing up to protest. Wait, what did you say? Seven point four million. Jesus. Yeah, they said the the first big protest was record like world record history. No, there's never been a protest that big. Um, compared to its population size, I'm not sure if the numbers were were record breaking, but the the compared the ratio, to, yeah, the ratio. It was the biggest population protest in the history of man. Yeah, yeah uh, I would say anybody with apathy and Antifa need to we can just trade them for those people. They no, they'd, for they'd sure. be much better citizens for sure. That was Jesse, wasn't it? I have no idea. I think I it was because I think I saw it today. Well, good, Jesse. Yeah. We love you. I'm and, sorry, and Jesse, you are definitely newsworthy. I'm sorry. I will fight. Big sexy. Your, I love you. I will fight for your right to be newsworthy. <laughs> Top fan again. He got Top fan again. Well, we need we need y'all to like do this because he wants have, he wants competition. Jesse wants competition. Yeah. but I am literally a top fan of our page <laughs> because collusion. I sh- because I yeah, share our stuff. Collusion. collusion. It's all, I'm doing my job. We can't choose them. You have to earn them. Yeah. 
You gotta beat me out. Share I'm not stuff. even a top fan, but I can't yeah, like either. our stuff and whatever because it likes it as the page and all that. It's weird. Uh, same. So that, that's that mine's the same. Yeah. Mine doesn't do that. Well, you're not. You're an not an administrator. administrator. Oh well, that's fine. I don't do our technology. Right. I produce the podcast, so that's why. That's why I you could have. just take you off, actually. Because I mean, you could. I really. Don't it'd do be easier anymore. I just send the stuff yeah. to you. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can still get into our page with the login and stuff. But right. I don't need to be an administrator. Mm-hmm. But yeah, give me some. Uh, give Jesse competition. I mean, he's 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 diligent. He likes and shares our stuff. Comments, comments. goes nuts. Mm-hmm. We love it. We, we love, love every it. second of it. You're a good dude, brother. Mm-hmm. Word. Never met you, but I like you. So, which we should change that, by the way. Next time he comes, yeah. we usually, um, well, he comes for a week or whatever. Word. Next yeah. time he comes, we usually go, it's it's him and a group of his other friends, but we'll, we go eat at B-dubs. B-dubs. But we'll, just, we'll just all go. Yeah, no, that. Um, but back to Hong Kong. Um, so... And the Chinese government has also upped their uh, border troops. Apparently, it like almost multiplied by like three or four. The amount of people that were on the border ready in this last week. I saw pictures of the, the military vehicles and yeah. stuff. That was like, yeah. well, crap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's it's getting to a point, I don't know if they're still just in intimidation mode or if they're actually ready to walk in there. I don't think China is in a good position to do that right now because we're kind of holding their feet to the fire pretty hard and they're hurting from it. And I think this would really hurt them. Oh, yeah. One, it's going gonna, gonna to hurt the Hong Kong uh, economy and that is going to hurt China because I, I, I would question to say that's the only thing holding China up right now. But do you think we would intervene? No, we won't. I already, they, everybody's basically already said it, that this is on them. And I, I understand the regime change ideology dilemma of should we go? Should we not go? Because in this situation, we're literally just watching innocent people. They're just going to get slaughtered. And well, this isn't necessarily a regime change. I'm not. All I'm no, saying is to fight off the Chinese invading, <clears throat> to go help them. This no, is, yeah, we're not going to do that. We need to. I, that's not a regime change war. That's us it's, pushing. It's uh, the same thing we did in Iraq. One. Saddam was killing off Kurds, and we went over there to stop them. I mean. That's more of a humanitarian aid. Type, I, I agree. Type thing. I agree, but it's still costing us okay, a lot of money. Okay, orphans. To fight somebody else's maybe war. we need to find a way to smuggle them firearms. I f- no, I don't think they can. Yeah, you know, I just want to put on the record here: the last time I talked about smuggling weapons yeah, to another country, I don't think we should talk I think, about it. I think I got chastised for that. Okay. No, I, said, I just said that <laughs> we can't. We don't condone any of that. I was getting ready saying. to say it. I'm just saying. We don't condone it. Because. We don't condone it. <laughs> I said we should send the Venezuelan people. We don't condone it. And apparently we don't condone that. I've heard a few times so far. And I just want it to be known that had we done that, maybe they would have won. But we they didn't. don't condone it. Yeah. 
what you people do is on you. That is all. Dun dun. <laughs> little bitch. I know. We don't condone it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's. I don't think we're gonna go over there and help. I don't. I, don't, I kind of don't think we should. I see both sides. I, I, there is something to be said for fighting for your own freedom. Yeah. I mean, the countries that have done that are still free. The yeah, countries that we've gone there and fought their war for them, none of them are. I don't know their their situation over there, what their laws are, what, any of that. Like, I just don't know if they have the means to do it. That's where I'm coming from. Yeah, I don't know either. <sighs> I don't know. Like, what... Like, what happens if maybe the UN? I hate the UN, but maybe they send some blue helmets over there. I mean, I I get it, but I mean, the UN sat there and watched an entire race of <sighs> people get the letters. I know they, they I know they watched an entire race of people in Africa get just just completely genocided and didn't do anything. It's like they they they're useless. So I don't see them. I don't like our situation. I don't like our foreign policy, and this could set a bad precedent. Do we need to go to war with China? No, but I mean, if we're helping another country that's being invaded, I don't know, man. I think I don't like our world police mentality, right? But there's a time and a place for it. Yeah, I agree. I agree, and I I'm split on this. I I think there we I think we could do some help. I think we could give them the means to fight their own war. I don't, yeah. I don't think I have a problem with that. We'll be called arms dealers again, but we never stopped being arms dealers. No. We're the biggest arms dealer just, in the world. It just wasn't publicized. Yeah. As much. Um, so, I mean, sure. I think that'd be fine. Do I think we should send boots over? Kind of no. Because, again, fight your own war. Good luck. I wish you the best. Nobody came. Well, I mean, we did have help. When we had our revolution, but it wasn't like huge. Yeah, you know they didn't fight it for us; they helped. But we had firearms. I don't know what they have. Yeah, I don't think they do. I don't. Know That's what, what I'm saying. Like, we need this Operation Dumbo Drop. Just go drop crates of <laughs> elephants. Elephants. <laughs> elephants. Elephants with guns. Elephants with turret turret guns on top of them. I saw a picture of a dude shooting a turret off the top of an elephant. I was like, what in the hell is this? This is awesome. That seems pretty awesome. Yeah. Poor elephant's ears, but... And they're huge. I know. <laughs> Can I just do one thing? Do it, brah. <laughs> Sorry. He said it earlier yeah. and I had to pop it up. Nice. <laughs> it's too good. I'm going to play that every time somebody says, you win. So apparently you can, with a license, own a gun in Hong Kong. Well, but how easy is it to get that license? That's what I'm trying to find out, and there's not a lot on it. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like you can have fully automatic weapons in the United exactly, States. Exactly, but it's but very, very expensive. It's tough to do. Mm-hmm. Lots of red tape, lots of money. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, okay. Firearm ownership in Hong Kong and Macau is tightly controlled and possession is mainly in the hands of law enforcement, military, and private security firms. So we need to go there and hire all the protesters as private security. Yeah. OED security. There we go. (laughs) We aren't hiring anybody. 
the money we have on hand is what's in the <laughs> the half dollar. You ready for this? <laughs> you ready for this? It wasn't even China that enacted this rule. This is a rule from British and uh, Portuguese that the Chinese just kept in place when they took over Hong Kong. Hmm. So it was. Yeah. Are you going to read aloud or? No, I'm just, I was just checking in. Oh, okay. sorry. My bad. No, that's good. I did see just now though, that gunpowder was created in China. How ironic. Yeah. But yeah, moving on. <laughs> but yeah, that's basically my Hong Kong update. It's getting seriouser. Well, <laughs> speaking of government <clears throat> forcing garbage on our, on populations of people. Tell me everything. Um, after decades of lying to the public about the well-documented dangers of fluoride and demanding everyone who says otherwise be censored, the media just finally admitted fluoride is lowering our children's IQs. What? This came from the Daily Beast. Um, study links fluoridated water during pregnancy to lower IQs. An influential medical journal published a st- published Monday that links fluoride consumption during pregnancy with lower childhood IQs, a finding that could undermine decades of public health messaging, fire up conspiracy theorists, and alarm mothers-to-be. The research was expected to be so controversial that JMAA Pediatrics included an editor's note saying the decision to publish it was not easy and that it was subjected to additional scrutiny. It's the only editor's note I've ever written. Dimitri Christakis, editor-in-chief of JAMA Pediatrics and a pediatrician, told the Daily Beast. There was concern on the journal's editorial team about how this would play out in the public eye and what the public health implications could be. Well, yeah, because 70, I don't know if it's in the article here, but it's like 75% of our population in this country drinks fluoridated water and it's right. out of tap. Um, no, it's right here. I'm stupid. About three-fourths of the United States drinks fluoridated tap water, which the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention declared one of the ten greatest public health achievements of the 20th century because it dramatically reduces tooth decay. Well, you don't need tooth when you don't have a brain. Yeah, exactly. Um, The Fluoride Action Network, under Dr. Paul Connett, has been leading the charge against water fluoridation for decades and were smeared as quacks and conspiracy theorists just for taking a scientific look at the data and sharing their findings. They've had a compendium of dozens of studies showing links between fluoride and lower IQs for ages. Yeah, all the way back to like the 30s when this first happened. Do you guys know what they used to use fluoride for? Yes, no. To kill cockroaches (laughs) and rats. Nice. So they were right. The controlled media, this this uh, fluoride action network, they were right. The controlled media, which smeared them, were wrong. Go figure. Our media controllers should be asked why they lied to the public for decades in order to keep this drugging program going and IQs falling. So now are the laws on the books that require you to have fluorinated water in your towns or you're going to lose state funding going to be lifted? Yeah, they, they damn well better be. It's insane. Like, I don't, you know, if it, if it helps your teeth, put it in the toothpaste. But if you guys, orphans, homework assignment, if you brush your teeth, which you should, because, you know, you should, 
well, well, what you use to brush them is yep. up to you. But mm. if you look on your Colgate or whatever the hell you brush mm-hmm. teeth with, if it's got fluoride in it, it has the bar and crossbones. It's hazardous. Yeah. Read it. Don't trust me, but read it. It's there. Mm-hmm. There are fluoride-free toothpastes. But, yeah, I mean, it's not something that we need to be drinking. Right. There's a reason, part of the reason I work where I work is because that's what I do. I work on reverse osmosis drinking water systems. It's something I believe in. We don't need to be drinking all the crap they put in our water. Mm-hmm. Does our water need to be sanitized and whatever? Yes. But do we need to be drinking said sanitization? Probably not. Right. <clears throat> and can't you sanitize it without dumping a bunch of chemicals in it? Well, it's not even, it's that and the chemicals, but look at the pharmaceutical waste that's in the water. Yeah. Look at the runoff from the fields and the aquifers. Especially around here. You like, want you want to drink Roundup? Blue Baby Syndrome? Yeah. that's That was a huge thing here in the 70s. Mm-hmm. This nitrogen runoff getting in the water supply and depriving babies. They were born blue because they were oxygen deprived. Yep. So, yeah. <clears throat> water filtration is a wonderful, wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. How much is one of those things? Um... I think they start at, like, uh, what we sell, like, 400 like, bucks. Like, I'd say four or 500 bucks. Yeah. yeah. But they have other ones you can get. Yeah. They're really good systems. What we, yeah, what we put out are fantastic systems. <clears throat> I mean, mm-hmm. we're, we're talking taking out 90%, in the 90 per, 90th per te- percentile of, you know, pesticides, fluoride, chlorine, all that stuff. They're high end. And they're good. We need to talk. <laughs> all right, man. I need one. We talked about it before. I just never did. Yeah. No, that's a good thing. Like I don't have one right now, but I'm waiting for my water softener yeah. to take a shit before I go get one. And don't that's just fair. go buy a Brita. No, filter. that's not the same thing. They I don't. Mean, I'll, I'll give it, you. A I little, mean, it is a want, filter, but you're not getting rid of. <laughs> if you it's want, not reverse osmosis. No. Getting ready for a sales pitch. If you want to a rundown of what these systems that we have are, there five stages. You have mm-hmm. th- four filters and a membrane. I mean, it's not, you're not messing around. I take, mm-hmm. It's got sediment filter, two carbons, and an inline carbon, and then it goes through the membrane. Mm-hmm. So then tightly wound product that it pushes and it catches all that crap. So then do you even need a water softener with that? You, you need, to, you have a, you should need have a, to have a water softener with it because you'll be changing your membrane your all own. the time. Okay. Especially with the, you know, any chlorine in the water and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It will destroy that membrane, and you'll be spending a lot more. More sense. often. Yeah. Especially if you live in the country because there's no telling what's in your water. Mm-hmm. And that's just and, and that and that's just your drinking water. I mean that's not your shower water unless you have a whole no. house. Which if you had the money you get. <laughs> Yeah, they make whole house RO systems and they're not cheap. <laughs> they are not cheap. So if anybody's interested in getting a reverse osmosis system, call one eight hundred just don't. message us on Twitter. Don't even do that. <laughs> I don't even, I don't sell them. I work on them, but I believe in them. Yeah, you don't have to get them from us, obviously. Our listeners no. come from all over the place. Absolutely. Um, but they are, I mean, you can, we can, they're not sponsors, but New Millennium is what the yeah. company is, and they are fantastic. They are systems. fantastic. I don't have one of those. I have an older system. It's got less filters, but it is awesome. Still and it's, good. For what I need for in town, it's, it's just mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, don't, I, 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 I can't. Oh, conspiracy theory. I mm-hmm. freaking hate it. 
know how many times I've said it on this story, on this show, that the term conspiracy theory is a term cooked up by the government to mm-hmm. tamp down dissent. The the problem is we just need to change the the stigma it has. Yeah. Because it is there's cons- nothing like, wrong with questioning the official right. story. Mm-hmm. And there's it nothing... needs to be happening. Everybody needs to do. It. That's why I say lose the apathy every yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to drop conspiracy theory out of your vocabulary to change the stigma around the connotation it. of it. Yeah, it, it's like it's like giving all the white supremacists the power by not doing all the things they have taken. The Confederate flag is now theirs. Oh, they use the American flag. That's that's racist. Oh, they do the okay sign, and that's racist. Oh, they do this. They do that. All these things that they do. They use the Betsy Ross flag. That's racist. It's like, why are we just letting them have all these things? Just take them back and take them to a Black Pride parade or something. Yeah. Let's be real. There's no... if If you're looking at the big media... It's it's propaganda, yeah. and honestly, I, I've I've come up with what I want my segment, my weekly say, other than twenty twenty, because after that election, that's going to be done. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be this week in propaganda. If if you have any, if you if you pay any attention to things, which I will bring light to, if you're if you don't, when I get to doing it. But if you, if you watch enough news you, you can see keywords they use weekly like this last week it's been recession like the, the media is mm-hmm. trying to sell convince the, the, the country that we're going to go into a recession right and it's it's everywhere the news the newspapers even Bill Maher mm-hmm. a comedy show on HBO he's he's rooting for a recession to get rid of Trump mm-hmm. they've, they've literally occasions. how yeah. many things have they thrown at Trump and it just blows up in their face. This is the next one in the line. No, for sure. I I think they might get some footing in this one because just by saying we're going into a recession five times in a row, it's like looking. It's like saying Bloody Mary in the mirror three times. It will it will force your big money people to panic a little bit, perhaps. And it could slump, but I think let's be, be real. Lot of how 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 far are we up? Even if it, even if we get to to recession qualifying levels, yeah, and the, the then, qualifying levels on it's percentages. Yeah. It's not even like raw numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So even if we get to the to the to the uh, percentages that qualify for a recession level, we're still what would have been three times over the record for what yeah. it was before Trump got in office. Yeah, yeah. I don't like the whole. They just they, you can cook numbers and you can it's the same it polls. The, one of the stories was that they're running is, and I wasn't even going to talk about this, but it just kind of rolled into right. It. But they polled. I don't know how many. It's a poll. I'd say five hundred economists, if it was even that. And thirty four percent said, yeah, we're going to have a recession by in this year. or mm-hmm. And the other one was 2021. Misleading. You can cook the numbers however the hell you want. Right. They, their job is to mislead and manipulate us. So that was another thing about the statistics, and I can't find the information. Um, it could have been right in front of my eyes. I just didn't think about it until afterwards, and I couldn't find the articles. But um, the ones I was reading said <clears throat> that there's a certain amount, I believe it's like 30% or 70%, whatever 
because uh, I read a couple different things and they were using different numbers. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So there's that, but then also the world economy is definitely going into a recession and nothing in those articles mentioned anything but saying, and we're moving into a recession and they didn't say U S economy at all in the entire article. Hmm. Yeah. I remember that. And I was like, Oh, well, I mean, if they're talking about the world, then I would think that, yeah, 70% of economists probably believe that. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. They're, they're so they're, that's their job. They are propagandists. Right. So, I mean, I think I think things are going to hurt soon. Like, I, I think their forecast, their forecast, their forecast is pretty. I think it's close because I think by that time we're going to start hurting from the trade war. The uh, the the steel company, like things are already starting to hurt. Like the the steel industry skyrocketed when it first happened, and everybody said, "Hey, this is temporary." It's going to hurt soon if we don't get this fixed now. And Trump had come out and said that he goes, we're going to do everything we can to get this fixed before prices start going down. But if they do, just understand, we we might have to suffer a little bit for the long-term gains of fixing this China theft. And he said that about a lot of things. So my thought was that this is when we start to hurt because the steel prices are down like 300% from when the trade war started. And that's rough. Like they're starting to cut people. The place in Pennsylvania is cutting a couple hundred people this week. So it's, I think we're at that point now to where it's going to test all those Trump supporters resolve when they said, well, some of us are just going to have to suffer because now we're going to have to suffer. And I'm willing to do that. Because this is what we need to do to get this stuff fixed. It goes back to our resolve and our spirit. Like we were talking about earlier, we have a surplus of jobs that aren't filled. Just because you can't get a job at a steel plate, you lose your job there. There are jobs. There's jobs. I mean, there's like, what, seven? I don't know how many. It's, It's a stupid number of open jobs in this country right now. Yeah. So, just because you can't work in your steel mill... Doesn't mean you can't do whatever. And they're talking about how they're cooking numbers with, oh, the household. This is what's going to cost every oh, yeah, household dollars a person. Cost, on average, it's going to cost wealthier people more. <clears throat> Only because wealthier. they're buying high end stuff. Exactly, and mm-hmm. it's 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 limited. iPhones, TVs, exactly. this, that, the other it's, thing. It's limited to those things. It might cost the average household. I think that I think the average number is like like five hundred and fifty bucks. It might cost each oh. household. I went Whatever. Through, I, went, I don't buy shit from China. Well, I went through the list of like what these things are that's going to fix, and you hit the nail on the head. It's all it's high end clothing, it's uh, electronics, it's high tech devices, and stuff like that. And I looked at it and I was like, I buy a phone like once every couple years. Yeah. And I buy a TV once every like seven or eight years. Yeah. I was like. This is literally not going to affect me at all. I don't buy high-end clothing. I wear... I guess we just have a different perspective. Be- and we're all different in this room. No, for sure. Like, look at me. Do you see the TV I have downstairs? Yeah, it's older than all of us. No, it's not. It's pretty close. <laughs> 2007. <laughs> 2007. I was still in... It still works. I may be in the market for a TV, but you know what? I can I can, I can, can swing the four to $700. It's probably going to cost to replace it. If I want to get a new one, I may just go find a... Something old like I did there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That TV cost me $50. Yeah. 
Right. It's HD. It's 55 inches. I don't give a shit. I'm that kind of person. I like auctions. Yep. Yes, yes, he does. And he's good at them. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I've went with him before trying to be good. This and... table that we were sitting at came from an auction. It did. And, we pay... and this the is chairs. Like, this is like a... And this TV. It's like a $2,000 new in the store dining room table. Yeah. <laughs> we paid, and what, then... $110, 15 20 bucks for, for it? For that and six chairs. Yeah. And chairs are of equal quality. Yeah. Um, this TV came from an auction too, didn't it? Yeah. The studio TV? Yeah. Yeah. I think I paid 20 bucks for it. Maybe 30. So did our bald eagle point painting. Didn't that come from an auction? Yeah. I mean, hold on. <laughs> Let's play a game. Name the things that didn't come from an auction in this room. There's not many. The, the huh. fan? That came from an auction. The <laughs> air conditioner? No, it was... Oh, okay. We got one. The fan back there? Uh, yeah. Yeah. This table? Not yep. Um, oh, this is fun! I'm having a blast. You guys are probably all seriously bored, so I'll quit. Uh, Lone Star <laughs> Beer Man. Oh yeah, and the and the, the, giant, the, the, and bank. the giant bank. Yep. Yeah, that's what's up. Most of his most of his his worldly possessions it's came from an auction. Fun. Mm-hmm. It really is fun if you're good at it. Like I just need more practice. Gotta come with me. I know. I'll teach you the ways. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's just it's it's propaganda, and that's gonna that'll be. I don't know when we'll be back and up and running. It may not be next week that I do it because internet's not coming back until Wednesday, sometime during the day. So maybe not next week, but the week after for sure. Mm-hmm. We will chronicle it. You will be well aware. You probably yeah. already see it and know it, but I'm gonna break it down for you. That's what it's about. Yeah. So. I can't believe they came out and said fluoride was poison. Yeah. It changes the game because, like, most uh, of the country is yeah. under mandate to use fluorinated water. Yeah. They fined cities. Yeah. Texas is voted one of the f- out. They voted to not have it in there. Texas is one of the few states that allowed their cities to do what they wanted with it. Yeah. Um, and Illinois is not. Like, we are, we are mandated yeah. to have fluorinated water. Yeah. Even if the town wants to take care of it themselves. Yeah. Like, it costs the state nothing. Mm-hmm. It's just the town filtering out of our water. We lose all state funding, and they can find us. It's insane. It's so dumb. It's nuts. I mean, yeah, you, you, look really at the, you look at the stores. Like, if you go buy, go to the water section, and a lot of them, a lot of the gallons you can buy, like, you know, drinking water, this, yeah. that. It says fluoride added. Really? Mm-hmm. Even, in the wa- even the bottled water? I don't know about the bottled. You gotta look oh. though. You have, to, I think, some of them, but you have to look. So this is called it's being aware and reading. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but yeah, it's. I, yeah, I, I, I know mean, some of the gallons. Like, yeah, I, re- I don't think I've ever bought a gallon of. It's so, water. it's so silly. But yeah, it's crazy. So is that like part of the government mandate to sell it? I don't know about that. Maybe a certain quantity. Maybe I don't know. I have no idea on that front. I'm just yeah, speculate. This is good. This is good news. No, for sure. I'm. I think my only thing, like what we were talking about, is, is how long is it going to be before we can actually get rid of it? Yeah. Because I mean, could, we've known lead pipes. Are, we've known lead pipes are toxic mm-hmm. for yeah. decades and decades, and that's, that's what Chicago. Is but here's made of. the deal: you can control it if you have the means. Yeah. To get filtration, it's you true. don't even have to buy an RO system. Like they sell the gravity filters, like the Life Straw. Mm-hmm. You just get a Life Straw. That's mm-hmm. going to take care of it. Yeah. If you get like the big, they're like big pots. Yep. 
that you can do it. Whether big Berkey's, stuff like that. You can do it without. And those are good to have anyway. <laughs> yep. I don't have that. one, but they are good to have. But anyway, let's let's move on. For sure. Justin, do we have some world some good world news with the Planned Parenthood? Oh yeah. Planned Parenthood says it's pulling out of the federal family planning program rather than abide by a new Trump administration rule prohibiting participants from referring patients for abortions. A U.S. appeals court refused to block new rules Friday from the administration that prohibit clinics that receive federal funds from referring patients for abortions. It's a big blow to the nation's largest abortion provider. Planned Parenthood has been in the Title X program for decades and has received almost $60 million from the program each year. But the appeals court has now rejected a lawsuit by Planned Parenthood and others to overturn the administration's new rules. The same panel of judges in July allowed the administration to go ahead with the enforcement. So basically, they don't want to play by the new rules, and they wanted to file a lawsuit. They said, no, you can't. So you're like, okay, well, fine, we'll just back out. Like, okay. <laughs> Thank is, you. This is what you call a 360 win. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It's kind of crazy. I'm... I'm really happy about it. Um, I don't think it's going to hurt Planned Parenthood at all. They're going to get more donations. No, then that they, that's the vast majority of what funds them anyway. Right. They it's, don't need any government money, no, state or agreed, yeah. federal. I mean, the only thing I'm upset about this is that it just wasn't an across-the-board, like, if you're a nonprofit, you don't get government funds. Because the NFL gets government funds. Walmart is not a nonprofit, it's separate, but I believe yeah. it should fall into that too. Corporate, have, corporate, corporate welfare. Corporate yeah. welfare. Mm-hmm. Um, farmers that are listening to this are going to hate this, but hey, you guys shouldn't get any money from the government, or at least not the amount you do. I mean, you're basically guaranteeing your success year after year. There's no risk there. Some yeah. of you. I know there are those that don't, oh, but for sure. some of you for sure. are. And just like Target. Target doesn't take any federal funds, but Walmart does. It's this is the problem. It should have been across the board. It would have saved us probably trillions. It makes me like Target more, even though it's basic bitch central. Yeah. But, I mean, probably trillions of dollars that would be saved. But, uh, but small steps. Happy with this. Yeah. You, you can't have eye in the pie, big bite. That's just no, not how our government works. I know. But I'm happy they're doing, Trump's doing what he can. Yeah. This is great news. Agree with that. This is good. Well, it's time for Illinois news. Oh, is it now? Who wants to go first? Me. Pick me. Pick me. Pick me. Go first. Pick me. Yay. All right. Let me tell you about the Illinois Teachers Union, people. Oh, boy. They are an amazing group of communists. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. they, I, Comrades, you are doing it right. All right? So check this out. I'm going to open up with a quote because it's great. I am appalled a delegation representing themselves as the Chicago Teachers Union went to Venezuela not to support striking teachers, not to object human rights violations, but to go on what appears to be a state chaperone propaganda tour, said Karen Moody, a teacher and union member. So what happened here, people, is exactly that. The Chicago Teachers Union says they had nothing to do with it, but their union members went to Venezuela 
promoting CTS for Chicago Teachers Union the entire way, calling it a CTS-sponsored trip. CTS retweeted the tweet saying it was a CTS-sponsored trip, (laughs) but they had nothing to do with it because they're getting all sorts of backlash now because these people went to Venezuela... They went to Venezuela to meet teachers, students, and unionists. They criticized U.S. economic sanctions against Venezuela and wrote admiringly of its socialism, its communes, and its high literacy rate. Huh. Exactly. (laughs) So... Critics say they glossed over Venezuela's ongoing political and economic crisis and were excessively complimentary of President Maduro's, whose administration has been accused in recent UN UN reports of grave human rights violations and violence violence against dissenters. Um, There's a lot of controversy surrounding the excursion. The union president said members go all kinds of places in the summer. This was neither an official trip nor something that was funded by the union. This group of people are members of the CTU who decided to go to Venezuela. The co-founder, Anna Garcia, she is the co-founder of the Illinois-Venezuelan Alliance and teacher in the College of Education at Northwestern Illinois University said the trip was unacceptable, though it would be different if they'd gone on their own without using the CTU brand. Once you go there as a delegation of a very powerful union like the Chicago Teachers Union, it becomes questionable. Adding the trip could come off as the union endorsing the Maduro regime, which she said... she said, has killed and imprisoned opponents and contributed to the widespread food shortages in the country. And apparently there is an intense, bigger blowback from just the teachers that are in the Chicago Teachers Union. Um, These people went down there and just ran a straight-up state-sponsored propaganda tour about how great Venezuela is. And how their country is great and we're being horrible to them. And it backfired in the most beautiful possible way, even for liberals. Like, even liberals were like, you don't do that. And they did it. And it was beautiful. Good gravy. I heard that... uh there's a kind of a, there might be a, a teacher's union strike up there soon. Uh, there was one last year with the charter teachers. No, uh, not charter teachers, the public school teachers. No, that wouldn't surprise me either. They strike like every three years. Why? Because we didn't they get don't... enough money, then they get the money they wanted. Then three years later, we didn't get enough money, and then they get the money they wanted. And then three years, they didn't get enough money and repeat until the end of time. And, and Lori Lightfoot wants to have us take care of their pension. Oh, she's going to, and she's going to give them all the money they want because she is not the person who campaigned. She Mm. is a lying Democrat, like 90% of them. She is everything wrong with politics. Oh, she irritates me. I was kind of excited about a moderate Democrat. That's not what we have. No. We have the same corrupt madness. And she's going to kowtow on the city council 
There are like two, mm-hmm. at least two, elected Democratic Socialists. Yep. And they want to dictate, the Chicago machine wants to dictate what goes down here, goes on down here. I'm not having it. This no is way. ridiculous. Nope. She was on the Man Cow Show, like four times. Oh, yeah. And he was... He 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 mentions a lot about well, whenever she comes up about how upset he is at what she has become mm-hmm. because it's not the person that came on his show because he was kind of promoting her a little mm-hmm. bit yeah he was and, being fair at the very least oh yeah absolutely I agreed too like I heard, I'd heard her on his on his show a couple of times and I was like all right this this chick sounds good like this sounds like as good as you can get for Scott yeah let's do it that way it's a step in the right direction yeah. And it's not. It's yeah. it's the same same shit, different day. Yeah. What do you got, Jay Bone? Uh, Illinois State Senator apologizes for a stage Trump assassination photos at a fundraiser. Mm. A Democrat state senator from Illinois came under fire over the weekend after pictures were posted online showing his supporters at a fundraiser event performing a mock assassination of a faux President Trump. The tolerant left wrote a Facebook user in response to the incident. Photos posted by a woman who witnessed the mock assassination on Friday night uh, shows supporters of Senator Martin Sandoval, uh, who represents Illinois 11th District, which includes parts of Chicago, acting out in front of guests. Um, one of them can be seen post uh, pointing a fake machine gun at a man wearing a Trump mask and Mexican costume. Uh, the individual appears to simulate being shot, grabbing his chest and leaning back. In another photo, uh, it can be seen he can be seen standing next to the person holding the gun. Why is this okay? I am sickened, Facebook user said. Uh, the pictures have sparked outrage on both sides of the aisle and the Democratic Governor J.B. Pritzker blasting them in a statement Saturday night. He said, as our nation grapples with the epidemic of gun violence, uh, purposely pointing a fake gun at anyone is insensitive and wrong. I condemn actions like this, uh, like the the ones displayed in the pictures, because they lack the civility our politics demands. So yeah, he's apologizing for it. So but, uh, yeah. only because there was backlash. Well, I almost want to give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, the company. Yeah, that, he hired this company. Yeah, and and he didn't do it. It was his campaign did. Yeah. But you were the head of. Uh, he also stood there and took pictures with him holding the gun, though. Well, I mean, so I mean, he what you, participated. What do you do when it's happening? You, you just do you want to cause a scene when you're campaigning? You kind of want to like some of his supporters liked it. Like you, I, I understand you don't want to. As a, I get it. I get it. But afterwards, he fired them. He did not pay them. And, and he said he wouldn't hire him again. And he said he'd never hire him again. Mm-hmm. And the company mentioned in a statement that they have used the Trump mask before. They didn't say anything about the specific skit, but that they've used it multiple times and it's never been an issue. Mm-hmm. And I could see him doing it. I mean, if you're in Chicago and you're an in entertainment group, like nine out of ten times you use that skit, it's going to go off like gangbusters and you're going to get another job someday. You know, I mean, so I'm not putting it all on him, but still didn't help him. No, it's not a, it's not a good thing. There are people for, that are calling for him to resign. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Yeah, I probably wouldn't sign that petition, but I understand why it's going around. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't really give a shit. That's a stupid thing that happened, but yeah. that's what we're here to do. Point yeah, out things that other places may not report. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy, though. Well, we're having uh There's a deadline coming up here in Illinois for J.B. Pritzker to sign all these 100, 200 dot bills that are on his desk. I got one here that he just signed. When should have been a B.J. Pritzker signed House Bill 3481 last week, he repealed a law enacted in 1998 that prohibited Illinois from reducing carbon and other greenhouse gas emission allowances beyond the goals set by the United States in the Kyoto Protocol, a set of rules adopted at an international conference in Kyoto, Japan in the late 1990s. The U.S. withdrew from the agreement in 2001. Repealing the Kyoto limitations allows the state to move forward with another piece of legislation that mirrors the Green New Deal, as it's been dubbed in Washington, D.C., that would require the state's power sector be carbon-free by 2030 (laughs) and on a path to 100% renewable energy by 2050. The new law does not enact new standards, but it gives the Illinois EPA and Pollution Control Board authority to propose new rules to reduce greenhouse gases. The bill takes effect immediately after passing 66 to 44 in the House and 35 to 17 in the Senate, with Republicans at the time expressing concern that enacting rules regulating greenhouse gas emissions might negatively impact state industries. No shit, Sherlock. Might? Might, yeah. <laughs> From a, there's a quote here, and I'm almost done. You can weigh in when I'm done. No, no, I'm, I'm just excited. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, it tells all those businesses, including those businesses that make massive investments and employ a lot of people, that Illinois is closed for business. State Senator Jason Plummer from Edwardsville had that to say. Um, the vote drew praise from environmental groups that have been pushing to repeal Kyoto. Those groups said it would, was a roadblock to creating restrictions on greenhouse gas emissions and addressing climate change. <clears throat> Quote, Illinois is ready to lead... And repealing our state's Kyoto Protocol Act ensures that Illinois can lead while the federal government continues to not take climate change seriously, said, I don't know how to say this, it's K-A-D-Y, I don't know if it's Katie or Caddy or whatever, McFadden, Deputy Director of the Illinois Chapter of the Sierra Club. Yeah, because I trust that about as much as a fart after I've had a lot of Mexican food. There you go, there you go, that's fair. I, I could almost get on board with this if it wasn't the the zero carbon by thirty thirty. They're nuts. That that's this, not possible. This, this this is more of Pritzker's progressive ridiculousness. Yeah, I mean that's not that's just not possible. We want an Illinois Green New Deal. We are going to be the most progressive state in mm-hmm. the union. Yeah, abortion now this and everything else. Uh. <clears throat> 2040, I could see us being zero carbon because they've ha- they have these factories now that eat carbon and they basically shit out carbon bricks that can then be used for fuel, and it just is a cycle. They just keep doing it, and and I mean yeah, that's good. We need to take out some of the carbon in the air. We need to leave some 
we can't have a zero carbon emission rate or all the plants will die. Because guess what? That's what they freaking eat. But whatever. So I, I can see that Be lowering. We could do that. But it's not going to happen in 10 years. We're not going to have enough of them built around the state to be at a level that they want to be at in 10 years. These people, I tell you what, they, they piss me off. Because we live in a state that puts off more photosynthesis than about anywhere. Are you ready for a fun stat about that? Go for it. In peak, not this year, I'm sure, but in average years, the corn crop during peak uh, photosynthesis puts out more oxygen during that time than the Amazon rainforest. Yeah, and and we have to feel bad. You know what really, really chaps my ass? Tell me. Is that the places that are producing all the carbon and the crap and the pollutants are the cities where these stupid fucking Democrats come from. Yep. And guess who creates all of the beautiful greenery? Aww. I don't care. It was well worth it. <laughs> But and guess guess who, where who lives in the place where all the greenery that creates or that eats all the carbon lives? The That's farmers and the where people the like farmers us. Farmers live. I live. My favorite meme is the one where it's a picture of the smog in Chicago, and it says, "I'm being told to take better care of the government of the environment by people who live here." Yeah. And then it's got a picture of like what it looks like around here, which is rolling green for as far as the eye can see, and it's like when I live here. And I was like, yeah, exactly. This is, mm-hmm. this is dumb. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to have clear air than we have around here. No. And you have, and it's not only that. Let's just, I'll give you, for in this, this very instance, in this very second, and that's all I'm going to give you, a pass to make a point. Look at India. Look at China. Exactly. Iraq. We are a clean country by the standards set forth. Right. We do more than anybody else to do anything now. And you want more? Mm-hmm. We have to have industry. Yeah, we make an effort to do well, to do things right. Watching Captain Planet. Oh, it's this and that, and that. we're trying. Right, we're yeah. making more of an effort than anybody else, and we're doing oh, yeah. it exactly. And we're doing a damn good job of it. We don't need more government to tell us how to live, how we already live out here in the sticks. Right. Need to teach them how. So, BJ, you can stick this up your fat ass. Yeah, I I will say the like the fifty years to be completely renewable energy. I think that's an easily attainable thing, because in fifty years, the technology that we don't have now, we will have then. As Perhaps. fast as fast as mm-hmm. it's growing, we're gonna figure out how to make wind turbines more cost efficient. We're gonna figure out the electric car dilemma, or get a car that is comparable to a gas car. Maybe. I don't, I don't really, I don't care because I'm not probably going to be here in 50 years. And that's not to say that I'm not like, okay with trying to do well, but well, 2050, that's only 30 years, I guess. I guess that's a little harder, but it's, it's possible. <laughs> yeah. We only have 12 years before it all goes to shit. Anyway, yeah. That's so. the thing. These people are insane. <laughs> I can't, it, 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 I can't stand it. And I'm not like triggered. It just pisses me off. Mm-hmm. It's the hypocrisy. No, I'm with you on that. You can sit here and talk and do all sorts of crazy shit. And it just, it, it, it irritates me because the breadbasket of this country, we get shit on constantly. Right. And we're doing like, we, we do the Lord's work, man. 
we do the 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 the, the mass the the majority of of the good out mm-hmm. here we have the nature you're worried about preserving we preserve it yeah we have the fields that take care of all the carbon you're worried about in your cities because you don't you want to know why you have donald trump us. It's because of us and because we've been shit on for so long. Flyover country. We don't matter. No. That's why he's here. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you think. He's here because we're sick of getting shit on. He ain't perfect, but he's trying. Just Absolutely. like we do. Absolutely. Just like we do. He has a connection that you're not going to break. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm done ranting. All right. Well, I'm ready. Are you ready? What time is it? I don't know. It's a uh, vice time, I believe. Okay. Cue the music. Crap. <laughs> you can hear it from the beginning. Nice. <laughs> This is an American sweatshop. They flourished in the early 1900s when people were desperate for work. And since there were no regulations on what they had to pay, they paid workers next to nothing. So the U.S. adopted something that had already worked in other countries, a minimum wage. This is a chart of the minimum wage in the United States over the past 60 years. You can see how it's gone up and up and up from a dollar an hour in 1960 to $7.25 today, Go America, right? But this chart is actually pretty misleading. If you take the same line but adjust it for inflation, you'll see the problem. Every time the minimum wage has been raised, inflation has dragged it right back down. Really, America's minimum wage hasn't gone up. It's essentially stayed the same since the 80s. What you're seeing here, this constant up and down, this is weird. It's not how the rest of the world does it, and it leads to a bunch of problems for American workers and businesses. But it doesn't have to be this way. So no, um, for those who didn't understand, it's talking about how the price, the wages went up, but really they stayed the same. They stayed the same for the set of inflation because that's why the minimum wage goes up to match inflation. It is exactly where it's supposed to be. It has stayed the same, which is what it's supposed to do. You're supposed to be able to take home the same amount of buying power with the minimum wage. And this leftist rag just admitted that we do. That's all I had for that. I just wanted to get that out first. The minimum wage sets the smallest amount that a business anywhere in the country can pay its workers each hour. But when that first bill became law in 1938, it had one big problem. That first law didn't actually set any kind of guidance on when and how you're supposed to raise the minimum wage in the future. That meant that if the minimum wage was going to go up, Congress would have to pass a new law. That's what these steps are. But as we already know, they aren't occurring enough to keep up with inflation. And this system also makes the U.S. minimum wage sort of unpredictable. Look at this period. Starting in 1997, the minimum wage sat at $5.15 an hour for 10 years. Then it was raised in 2007 to $7.25 by 2009. Cool, but that's a 40% increase in a pretty short time, after a decade of inaction. 
How do you plan for that if you own a business? Not having that consistency does raise a lot of problems for business owners. Will they have to lay off employees? Will they have to reduce work hours? Um, or will they just raise prices on their customers? Imagine how much smoother that could all go if the minimum wage just kind of went up over time. Well, we don't have to imagine it. In France, they automatically raise their minimum wage every single year. They tie it to inflation in the average salary of a French worker. In Australia, a commission reviews the minimum wage every year, considering economic factors like inflation. The UK also has a commission, made up of union business and economic experts. The Czech Republic's commission consults with employer and union representatives. Their line is lower overall than America's, but it still trends upwards. Same with Costa Rica, and their committee reviews the minimum wage twice a year. In most countries, the minimum wage is in the hands of economic officials. In the U.S., it's in the hands of politicians. And that goes about as well as you'd expect. Today, the federal minimum wage is a poverty wage. The last thing we need are more one-size-fits-all Washington mandates. It could eliminate up to 3.7 million jobs. It would lift 1.3 million Americans out of poverty. Raise the wage for 33 million people, a quarter of the workforce. Those wages are only available if you get hired. Working people are doing their jobs. Let us do ours. Republicans have generally resisted increasing the minimum wage. They, they tend to support a lot of pro-business policies, and the business leaders do not want minimum wage increases. Democrats, on the other hand, they have a lot of support from labor unions, so they're the ones who you're usually pushing for an increase to the minimum wage. So that's why Congress rarely agrees on raising the minimum wage, and what makes America's system different than other countries. This chart shows how much a minimum wage worker makes compared to the average worker in every developed country with a minimum wage. All these countries have some kind of commissioner formula to determine what the minimum wage should be, and they review it every year or two. And then there's the U.S., who does neither and is dead last. If the U.S. had done something similar, like tie the minimum wage to the average wage each year, we'd be here. Not amazing, but not an outlier. What we're talking about is the federal minimum wage, which applies to everyone who works in America. But states can set their own too, and about half of them currently have a higher minimum wage than the federal one, like Washington state, which in 1998 decided to raise theirs every single year based on inflation. Sound familiar? I mean, it's a, such a logical idea. Um, it's done in other countries. It really doesn't make sense why it's not done at the federal level. Like, really, it's just about politics. Right now, politicians are yet again debating what the minimum wage should be. Should it be $15, $11, or should it not be raised at all? But maybe the solution to this never-ending debate is to take the decision out of politicians' hands. She simultaneously agreed that raising the minimum wage is bad for small businesses and can result in firing employees, lowering their wages, or just raising their prices. And then at the exact same second, I would say the same breath, but it was two different clips, says that businesses don't want minimum wage hikes, so the Republicans don't want them either. And unions do, so the Democrats do. Of course the unions do. They're not the ones shelling out the money. They're just telling businesses to shell out money. And the businesses obviously don't want them because they don't want to cut the hours of their employees and cut employees permanently, which is what they are doing everywhere the minimum wage has increased beyond $15 an hour. And now they're talking about how high this 40% raise was in 2007. It was 40%. They're talking about how crazy that is. 
Do you guys know what $15 an hour would be? Crickets? It is close to 70%. It's <laughs> close to 70%. And they're just... I didn't watch this video before I gave it to you. I wanted to be surprised as well. And I am thoroughly... I'm so happy that this is the only pick because it is just a dumpster fire. You know they don't have a leg to stand on a minimum wage when they literally can't make an argument that makes any sense. Yeah. They're, I mean, I... I, <laughs> I was like trying to burp quietly. <laughs> that was Didn't fun. Work out. I love when leftists and people who clearly don't understand common sense and logic use the word logic and common sense. Right. Anytime I hear a politician say, we need common sense, no, you, you don't have any. Shut up. Yeah, just stop. <laughs> no, I don't know how I feel about her plan to raise the minimum wage with inflation every year. I'm not. 100% that would be a bad idea. I I think I need. I would like to do some more research on it and see what that would actually do. I'm afraid it would raise inflation faster. And also her chart that had us dead last is also all of the countries who compared to the U.S. dollar is less. Yeah. We are a, super, a superpower right. and everywhere else is so not. So they're like, they have us like halfway down. Like we're half of every other country that was on the list. And I couldn't see them all because they're really tiny. And didn't we just talk a little bit about the economy in a recession? Or literally the, the rest of the world is going to yeah. probably be in a recession. And and, and we're still climbing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> all these countries' dollar is worth way less than ours. Oh, yeah. So when they're twice as, when their minimum wage is twice as much as ours, I mean, it's kind of because our dollar goes Can a lot Can you farther. imagine what our economy would do if we didn't have a fiat currency and we were backed by something legitimate? Oh, like gold or silver? Yeah. Or something like that. Can Platinum. you imagine? It, it would be... The absolute... Power. Mixture of every jet fuel combustion engine combined. Do you, Everybody would be rich. Yeah, no, it, it would be it would be beyond ridiculous. Uh -huh. I wonder what we have here. Like, there has to be a commodity that we have here that the rest of the world really doesn't, besides oil. Yeah, I mean, if you could that, create a demand that we can oh boy. stockpile and have a solid price on, like a like a precious metal of sorts, mm -hmm. like. Was it lithium is like the new gold basically because they use it for like everything cell phone? Could be, and yeah, like batteries, not just cell phone. Yeah, everything you get a Bluetooth headset, right. it's a lithium battery. Yep. You yeah. get a headlamp, my headlamp at work, exactly. I have yeah. two so lithium rechargeable batteries. That's what it is. Lithium has, has blown up in the last probably decade, mm -hmm. and um, apparently it's really big. In Afghanistan, like there's a lot of it. Well, yeah, but a lot of the tribal leaders won't let you mine it. Yeah, but I was just like, I wonder if we have that, or if we have, you know, or if we could get our hands on gold again and just 
Like I'll tell you what, what it's going to be is hemp. Yeah, but that's going to be just like oil. It's going to fluctuate in price too much to be reliable. Well, I'm just saying, not just hemp. I mean, it doesn't have to be a commodity. I mean, look at all, look at everything you can do with hemp, though. I'm just saying, like... Oh, just the industries that will be the created indi- The it. industry that's yeah. there. Yeah, no, that's true. That could be a thing. American-made hemp. Clo- oh, yeah. It, clothing, this, that. I mean, how many different things can you come up with that plant? It's I mean, one of the most versatile plants out there. Yeah, biodegradable plastics, uh-huh. uh, inks. And everything you can make with oil, you can make with, with, with uh, mm-hmm. hemp oil. And I just want to point out, if you have not seen it, Zegeist is a very good documentary. Not everyone will agree with everything in it. I don't agree with everything in it. But there is a very good point about how much of the just how much of the stuff we buy is made with oil yeah like it would blow your mind your shirt is made with oil Mm -hmm. your pants are made with oil your shoes your the headphones the stereo computer everything table everything is made with oil it's a stupid number and all of those things can now be made with hemp oil it's cheaper to manufacture yeah it's biodegradable it's healthy for the environment. That is a way that I would be okay. There's a reason it's been outlawed for so long. Exactly. But that is a way that I would be okay with uh, pushing fossil fuels out. Or pushing crude oil, at least, out. And saying, we don't need you anymore. You guys should start doing this. Which, they're already doing it. Yeah, all these big CEOs. Well, we shouldn't hedge our. We 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 can't just completely cut it out. We have to keep it. Yes, but we don't need it on the level. Well, we need it on the level we're at now because it's our fiat currency. But if we had hemp oil, you can do virtually everything you can do with hemp oil. You can do with and with crude oil, and these guys that own these Exxon's and all these guys that get the crude oil, they know that and now that it's becoming legal like these guys are moving into that they see the future they see what's going to happen even the right one of these days is going to say hey there's no need for this kind of pollution you guys have 20 years to move from this to this yeah and that's reasonable I would say the manu- I don't know if the manufacturing process is, is the same. It's probably much easier. You don't have to drill. And- I have no idea about any of that. Yeah, I, I just know that I mean, in a lot of places, you can get more than one crop a year out of it. Mm-hmm. The gestation period is shorter. I think you should be able to here. Yeah. But it has to be like a perfect season. But yeah. I know like, a lot there's of a field of it outside of town um, across, at Idaville. Is it really? That's what it is. I thought it was weeds for the longest time, which, I mean, it really is. There's, there's, they didn't spray any any uh, herbicide. I'm okay with that. Well, yeah, but it ends up with a field that you really can't harvest. But uh, they that's that, that whole field is hemp, nice. and it all has to be, uh, I believe, no, I think it's, I think it's uh, oil. But they're like going out there daily, the Mexicans are, to clear out the weeds so that when harvest comes they can they can actually harvest it. Nice. But uh but yeah, I think it will not be as 
great a year, obviously. Well, it's been an awful weird year here. I honestly think the hemp industry is going to flourish in, uh, what the heck is it called? Um, Greenhouses. Yeah, could I be. think that's yeah, where, it's a controlled environment. Yep, controlled environment, year-round crop. Build yourself a big ass greenhouse and just go to town. I think that'll be the way it goes eventually. Yeah. Hey, by all means, right? Whatever. Well, y'all need to uh, go to orphansoftheamericandream.com for the podcast. Also. It's on Apple. It's also on whatever other podcast app that you do. If you use one of those apps, please rate us and uh, subscribe. You can leave a comment, too. We like to hear comments. They're fun. Also, need to check us out on Twitter at OAD underscore studios and on Parlor at OAD studios. And it's Orphans of the American Dream on Facebook. Give Jesse some competition. We knew we would like more top fans. If you see our stuff and like it, share it. Like it, share it, comment. It's awesome. Tommy, what are we looking at for um, the rundown? So keep an eye on this Epstein thing. Sasquatch was telling me earlier that uh, Barr is saying it was a suicide now, even though there is no evidence to support that besides the official story. So... Get your tin, get your tinfoil hats on or eye patch. Um, keep an eye on this Hong Kong thing. It's only gonna get worse. I don't think it's going to end peacefully. These Hong Kong guys—they are literally ready to die to separate from China. They've said as much. They are acting as much, and I think they're gonna get what they wish for, and that's sad. Um, I think. That is it. Oh, keep an eye on the squad. They're doing some real dumb things. We didn't even talk about them today because it's just no. There's no point in bringing them up every week. For they the want next attention. Thing that that's exactly. what it is. they want attention for the next thing that puts their name in the news. I'm not even going to say their names. I don't want to feed into it. Yep, and we're just done with them. They're <clears throat> they're idiots and they're playing the idiot card. Unless they do something. Nuclear ridiculous. Well, nuclear ridiculous or nuclear awesome, like I was saying with AOC with her campaign finance. Yeah. She's she's right about that. Anyways, that's it. There's not a lot huge things happening around the world. That's one of them. Absolutely. So with that, we want to thank you for listening. Um, anything you do for us, we appreciate. Um, Orphans of the American Dream is the website. Go there, do the things. Lose the apathy, love each other, and question the official story. Peace, mother brothers. Conspiracy theories. Now, <laughs> now,